The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as Terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Hey, so stop me if you've heard this one. It's me. I'm at my boss's funeral, kneeling and whispering at the coffin. Who's thinking outside of the box now, Gary? This is your host, <laughs> Dr. D, uh, reaching out through the supervision-free source of Infinity Interfacing. I'm joined today by my partner in Infinity, Brady T, who I feel like I haven't seen in forever, man. How you been? I've been I've been pretty good, yeah. New year, new me, you know, let's rock and roll, as the kids say. We're hip. And, yeah, he is pretty hip. And if you're watching the video of this, uh, once it finally comes out, you'll know that Brady is wearing a very pretty pink dress. He feels he feels very pretty. I'm always pretty. You sure are, buddy. Today on Arachne, we're talking about the changes to the rules for reinforcements. They have been awaited, and the fact that all of the profiles came out in regular games. But before, we should talk about business. <laughs> Thanks, Bray. <laughs> Arachne is a part of the Professional Casual Network. If you would like to support the network, please sign up for our Patreon or purchase some hot swag at streamlabs.com. Professional Casual Network 1. Make sure you use the digital nomad tier if you would like to specifically help out Arachne. I personally am sponsored by Monument Hobbies. I have been painting like a psychopath lately to get ready for Adepticon, and I have to say... Monument Hobbies has done nothing but make that job easier. So if you would like to also get some Monument Hobby paints or some of their wonderful brushes, use the code PROFESSIONALCASUAL in all caps at checkout and you get yourself a swanky, swanky little discount. Baron of Dice makes some wonderful dice. They are some of the coolest in the biz. They recently just started releasing more D6s because the old world is out. They just released a bunch of undead ones uh, today as time of writing. So if you know when you got that email, you'll know exactly when we recorded this. You creep. Stop stalking us. Uh, use the code ARACNE in all caps to get yourself a 5% discount. And we can never forget our sponsor, Mr. Laser at mrlaser.square.site. A lot of the events, uh, it's been honed down a little bit right now. All that's been coming, all that's coming out now, or not coming out, but the events that are coming up are the Rocky Mountain Open in March 16th to the 17th. As far as I'm aware, I checked today as of writing this. I do not believe you can purchase tickets yet, but as soon as I know that you can purchase them, I will be sure to say it. 
And I personally, in the area where I grew up, in Orlando, Florida, there is an event called Dogfinity 2024 Gamma and Hooch. It is a charity event. It's got a pretty, I don't want to say it's a steep buy-in, but it's a little more than you usually would for most of these events. But all of the money goes straight to helping dogs in the area who are, you know, like in shelters and all that stuff, hopefully to get new homes. So I paid it gladly. And hopefully you'll be able to go. It's in Orlando, Florida on June 22nd, 2024. I hope to be there. Like I said, I'll do my best to be there. If not, and I at least know that the money I spent on the ticket is well worth it. All right. So today, Brady, are you ready to talk about reinforcements? Uh, I am. Uh, I still have 101 points on the board. So give it another turn. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's talk about reinforcements. 101. I thought it was 150. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, wow. Look at this guy. Professional Brady T here, uh, podcasting professional. So what are the changes to reinforcements? Now, to start it all off, they did change some of the rules. CB recently came out and said that yeah, the game didn't work how they wanted it to, which is fine. They decided that they were going to remove the SWIC cost for your comlink troops. And it looks like, I think they said they got rid of the cost for the comlink troops as far as points go. But all of the profiles that I looked at are the baseline combi and or rifle profile, but they have two extra points, probably to pay for the fact that they are a specialist trooper. Yeah, they said they will bring it into comparison with the other profiles. The Unidrone is one point more than the specialist plasma carbine Unidrone. So I I, I have not gone through all the profiles in, in that great detail for the comlink. I assume everything is when a point or two. Basically, the you're not going to take it in a normal game. I mean, why would you? The rule doesn't do anything. But when you take it in... The reinforcements game you're, you're getting a specialist so you're paying a little bit more for the specialist in comms link is a fairly good rule in reinforcements so you are paying that especially for like the comms link two uh over comms link one i think you're still required to bring a comm link for reinforcements you are so i'm assuming the like uh the comms link two i think are a little bit more expensive than the comms link one just to kind of you know bring that in line with that the comms link two is better than comms link one that's possible. Uh, when I the Ariadna U.S. Grunt was definitely two more points. I looked at the the Kappa one. He was also two more points. So I don't know. They might be more faction specific. I think they are all two points. But I just know like the Unidrone had a one point over its base had a one point specialist. So you're essentially paying one extra point over overtaking just a Unidrone specialist. Gotcha. And that situation, yeah, I guess with C Army, that's that usual C Army privilege that CB like to put out. It's disgusting. Alien alien privilege. <laughs> so. This episode uh, might be a little shorter because we figured this topic is a little, I don't know, it's kind of, it was hard to fit into another episode, but it was also important enough for us to have to bring it up. So potentially this week, there might be two episodes. We did also want to mention the SWIC cost went away. I think. Yeah, there's no more SWIC cost. I think that is actually probably the bigger of the two changes and all things said and done. But again, combined army privilege, I'm usually fighting to get more SWIC in every, in every single one of my lists. It just feels good to get that half uh, half taken away and actually you can put it into things that are fun and exciting to use. Oh my gosh, it's so stressful having all these really cool guns and powerful guns on super great profiles. It's so hard. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here if you need a shoulder to crayon. <laughs> all right, anyway, so the reinforcement profiles that were only in the reinforcements game mode have finally come out. Some Factions are going to be more enthralled with this than others. Some armies like Invincible Army didn't get a single thing. U.S. Ariadna didn't get a thing. And then some factions like O12 got an entire facelift. 
which is amazing. I was super happy to see the profiles come into both parts of O12, but we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, both. so let me preface this episode a little bit with the fact that me and Brady are not experts in armies that we essentially don't really play. Hell, we're barely competent <laughs> in the armies that we do play, so I'm not even sure you could call us experts in that regard. So we're going to go over the changes. We're going to put some of our speculation on it. But if we miss something or if you're like, wow, these guys are really dumb, just know that it's probably because we didn't know it's not malicious and we're not trying to like put like wool over your eyes before Adepticon so I could come and smash you. It is because we're really dumb like that. You know, that is just straight up. You were correct. You got it in one. We're dumb. <laughs> you dumb as hell, boy. You dumb. <laughs> All right. So I imagine we're just going to start from the top. To put it into perspective for people that might this might be their first episode. I mostly play U.S. Ariadna, Bakunin and... O12, vanilla O12 with a little bit of Starmada in there. So that's where most of my expertise is. Brady, what do you play? Uh, I'm pretty much all combined army, uh, mostly Onyx Contact Force inside of combined army. So I'm really, you know, focused in on one on one area. My knowledge outside of that is usually people just kicking my ass with, you know, some some crazy new faction. Right. You know, like like someone brings Pano. I'm like, wow, this is some weird, crazy faction I've never seen before. Wow, this guy must be <laughs> like a special snowflake. He wants to play Pano. <laughs> Nobody plays Pano. Orders? What is that? <laughs> it's only the the action pack that's at every single event that you might go to. There's always a military orders action pack. The models are beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but I just like I don't need another one. I don't need more Knights of the Holy Sepulchre, please. Anyway, so we'll start from the top. Pano Sianya, all of their new like bolt models came out into the faction. Uh, as far as I've been able to tell, these guys are probably the ones that got the best like fire team changes, uh, at least for Neo Terra. Again, this is one of those ones where we're kind of speaking out because we don't really fully understand the fact that the blockers, for the most part, retain purity in the teams that they did get put in, I think opens up some opportunities to at least try out different lists. For all intents and purposes, they consider the blocker a fusilier and also a bolt for all of the teams that it's in. The blade is essentially only a bolt. I have yet to actually see these models played, so I don't know how particularly good they are. I know the new Squalo. There's some people that absolutely adore the thing. Especially for something like Neo, Neo Terra, uh, Terra, which is just had such a limited range of uh, profiles. Adding any in, especially to the Bolt profile, which was their bread and butter. So being able to make those fire teams, like you said, I think that's going to actually, again, will it make them great? Eh, but giving giving you those other options that all counts as bulks again the bolt was the bread and butter will help out a lot i think the the blade is it's got some interesting profiles i like the forward observe or the, the forward uh, deployment engineer with tack aware pretty good something with decharges especially i could definitely see a few missions uh really being rewarded with that especially since it's got the min three going on in stealth bs13 it's got a lot of interesting rules for a 27 point model i think the biggest issue with it is just the fact that it's a one moon model and you're kind of crawling into that like 30 points space which is kind of gets a little risky because then if you bump into a mine or something now you just lost 30 points and it's like dead on the other side of the table i like the blockers i think it's cool that it has an x visor with a adhesive launcher but at least you get a hacking profile that's kind of cool i guess with sensor the blocker is weird i think in general that's a an interesting thing we've seen uh, maybe i'm just like you know coming at it from also combined army but a lot of visors showed up it seemed in reinforcements or a lot of a lot of those rules that you didn't see especially in sectorials where you're like yep i just don't have access to any of x special rules it seemed like reinforcements came in and gave you drip fed something and gave you access to usually like a visor or or something yeah and neo terra was always the visor 
Sectorial 4 Pano, who are known to have pretty good access to visors. I mean, it's a Pano thing. I think I really, I like the Blade Ops more than the Blocker. The, the Blocker is just like a weird little conglomeration of rules. And I think the biggest reward for this is just the fact that now you could probably, like if you buy the reinforcement box, you could just consider those models bolts. Now you don't have to pay $300 for, you know, like a single bolt anymore. Hopefully, if they do a Happy Days thing here in the future, I really hope they put bolts on there just for the people that want to play Neoterra. But that's, you know, not part of this discussion. The other things that they changed are the blockers and the blade ops got added to vanilla, Neoterra, and also White Company, which I thought was interesting. And the blade ops is specifically AVA 1 in, I think, only White Company. I think White Company is the only one that only has AVA 1 of the blade op. I think all the other ones have two. Again, that might be one of the ones that we're wrong on. Uh, I have Neo Terra up right now, and I see that they have AV uh, AVA two. So probably just White Company. But let me double, let me double check uh, White Winter Force right now. We're professionals. AVA two, yeah. Winter Force says it's AVA two, but White Company again is White Company is the the I, I get White Company and White Banner mixed up all the time. I'm pretty sure White Company is the Merc faction. That's the one with John Harkwood. So it's weird that they consider that a pano sectorial. Maybe they don't consider it a pano sectorial. I don't know. They're just saying that it's also in white company. So that's cool. There you go. If you if you like John Hawkwood, there you go. You get you get a free blade ops. And by free, I mean 30 points. All right. So uh, next one, Yujing. They got the, I am going to butcher these. So please make sure you yell at me in a funny way. Because, you know, I want everybody to enjoy the stupid pronunciations. So the Hawarang, the Salsa, the Haite, the Suliong, the Doka B are all available. Yeah, available, available in vanilla Yujing and White Banner. So this is not IA, and it's also not ISS. So you would think ISS could get a little love these days. IA, I kind of understand why they might not be in there because they're like supposed to be like a very specific. Like they are the army. You think some of these like powered suits that are going on with these guys and the reinforcements might be added to ISS? But yeah, whatever. I guess. Again, I don't have a lot to say about that because I don't really know a whole lot about these profiles. Not a lot of people around here play Yujing. I don't remember people uh, when when reinforcements first came out. I don't remember really people making a big, big stink either way on these models. So I, I'm taking the assumption that they're fine. You know, the reinforcements were either fine to bad, and people are just going to keep moving on. And it's you know great options to have them. Hopefully, the models are cool. There was one of them that people were really excited for. I don't exactly remember which one it was. It might have been the. I know the high Tay got a lot of attention because that has that BS attack guided thing with a <laughs> with a rocket launcher, which is pretty sick on a BS fourteen model. Not bad. Uh, that I definitely know made some waves. And then the the one that was that looks like a uh, it was like a melee warrior guy. I think it might have been the Sol- the Solsa. He looked like he had the like the the cybernetic rice hat thing going on. Fantastic model. I think that was the the Salsa. I mean, uh, you got martial arts level three, good, solid CC at 23, especially on a min six model. It's kind of like a weird, like, I guess kind of like a ninja. That's cool, I guess, you know, not hackable. So, yeah, I don't think he's heavy infantry. So, yeah, that I know those two models were making some waves. You'll probably bump into them. I can't really say much about their fire teams just because, again, that's one of the ones I don't. It's hard for me to say because I have very, very little experience with them, but they're awesome. Uh, You'll probably see the guided missile guy for sure. All right. Ariadna. They put Apaches in vanilla Ariadna. They were already in French. So they were already in there. So they didn't have to put that in again. Apaches are awesome. I don't think anyone can argue that they're not awesome. I don't, Later, we're going to go over it, but they did change it so that the lower, or not the lower point one, but the 16.1 is now a fire team option. The one with the rifle. 
I think, off the top of my head. Apaches are good. You're going to see them. The fact that they, I'm pretty sure, if from memory serves me right, Apaches can throw smoke, which that by itself makes them real good. I don't see smoke on their profile, but that could just be on certain profiles. They get the smoke and some they don't. They do not have smoke. Uh, yeah, they have a BS attack plus one burst and one with berserk. So you have a plus one burst chain rifle also with berserk. Yeah, the that's insane for 17. Yeah, the, these are a profile where, you know, you you have some question of, OK, when they're not starting halfway up the board through through, a drop, uh, you know, the drop pod coming down, will they still be worth it? Because they were definitely like a boogeyman in reinforcement of like, hey, these things are going to drop down and just kill everything that, you know, the, they're going to drop and you're going to spend the five orders and it will kill everything in those five orders. I think they still have a place because now you can pump more orders into them. And yes, they are risky. They are paper thin, but they still do move six two, dodge an extra inch, have super jump, all you know, all the fun. Well, and no wounded capacitation, so they have those two wounds. Like I, I think these are you know, these are a half half price Umbra. So like I, I would I would assume that you're going to see uh, a lot of people run the availability too on them, even even in just vanilla when you have all the options. Like I could see people running, really leaning into these models. The one thing that does hold them back is that they are not, at least in vanilla, right? In the French, I'm pretty sure they're fire team optionable over there. But the one thing that holds them back in vanilla is the fact that they can't duo. I'm double check just to make sure they're not. Yeah, so they're not they're not even a wild card. So you can't duo them in vanilla. You can with the Varangian, though, which I think if you don't have good access to smoke, which Ariana has tons of access to smoke, but if your game plan and how your smoke delivery system is, if it's going to be linkable with something that you want to move up the board, I can easily see, hey, don't take the Apache, take the Varangian and duo it with, you know, first strike uh, Dawn, I guess, if you're crazy. Or you could put it up, you know, with a Cosmo, Soldat or whatever. So these are, you know, they're all interesting options. I think I think the lack of the duo is going to be the only thing that stops it from being widely seen in vanilla but you're if somebody's playing french they're probably going to take max ava these guys they're crazy good these are one of the few profiles that i think even being added to vanilla they have a chance of like shaking up a vanilla meta where most of these feel like they get added to vanilla and you're like okay sure another option great where the interesting one for most of these profiles is the sectorial you know giving giving something new I just double checked it to make sure my math was uh, was correct. Actually, let me retract everything I just said. They are, in fact, not linkable in French. Very strange that they have an FTO version. What are you supposed to link these guys with? Anyway, we're going to get tons of I'm going to get tons of discord messages of them telling me, hey, stupid. Why didn't you look at this one very particular thing? You big, stupid, silly Billy. Yeah, I looking at it now, I could have I thought they were linkable, but I guess not. Why would they even have an FTO version? That's so strange. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm quickly checking the um, the charts, and yeah, I don't see anything in the fire teams, but because they're only in vanilla and French. Yeah, we could ju- we could just be the silliest billies uh, that ever that ever silly billied. Yeah, if you're listening to this, sorry, uh, Rackins, we failed you. If we can't, if we're wrong about this, which we didn't, because we're great. Anyway, don't worry. Next episode, we'll just have a really nice long what we got wrong. your dumb your dumb section all right so the very next one is the hawk islam changes uh the corsan and the burtok got put into vanilla hawk islam as far as i'm aware i think some of these profiles already got put in qk again i'm not 100 percent sure on that i remember that there was a lot of people that were very excited about 
some of the profiles and how they were comparable to they they were either very comparable to units in QK or they had been added to QK. Yeah, because the Corson is already in there. So yeah, I think some of these were already in uh, QK. So again, very similar to the French. They got added, but they weren't. But they're they're already there, so they didn't add them to, on, on 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 this list. They seem interesting. Yeah, they're good. I'm not I'm not sure if they'll replace a lot of the existing Hawk Islam options. I mean, the the four burst train rifle is just fun, but like it, like you know that's like a very overkill type weapon. Um, but I I could still see people you know taking that for the meme four burst. Don't they? Yeah, you can't get a four burst. You can link them. Yeah, yeah, w- with the with the link. I, I just remember that thing dropping down and four bursting me more than once. It's like oh my god, okay. And then you just oh so you but you and then you just make the dodge and you're just like okay didn't mean it. Yeah, there's there's the dab. Yeah, they're. I think they're good. Uh, the fact that you got climbing plus on a pretty good ish melee model is interesting, especially on the 13.1. You know, it's got natural born warrior. So at least you're, you know, just kind of dicing off and you have CC 21. So, I mean, yeah, you could definitely do worse for 13 points. Yeah. Again, will it, will it make it a splash in vanilla? It's always hard to say just because of it's, there's so many options that you have to really stand out, but there's some interesting things in there. Yeah. So nomads, This is going to be the most complicated one on where the units go. So, you know, if you're very interested in this, make sure you pay attention. So the Mars spider, the the guys with the little like they look like a spider, literally with all the flamethrowers and all that. They got added to vanilla and Bakunin, the Kulak, which is something it's Russian for fist, I think, uh, went to vanilla, (laughs) went to vanilla nomads and then Tunguska and then the rounders who are. I don't know, secretly might be the best choice out of all three of those. Went to Vanillas, Tunguska, and Bakunin. So if you play Corregidor, sit out, nerd. You don't get nothing. Take your McMurrow and play with that and none of the new cool toys. Uh, I think the rounders are definitely going to be the biggest contribution to Nomads. The fact that, and I'm going to double check it just so I'm not wrong again, but they have access to Chain of Command, which is kind of a big deal. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the rounder. It's the Kulak that has Chain of Command. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. There are no other models in Nomads, as far as I'm aware, that have Chain of Command. You are now av- you now have the option available to go super hot, Lieutenant. I know I heard at least one person say that they were going to do that in Tung- well with the Tunguska to do the Krizabora hot Lieutenant team attack force with a bunch of hollow men. It's cool. I think you're definitely seeing a little bit of the, the army homogenization where some of the weaknesses of certain lists are kind of slowly disappearing as new profiles come out. It is what it is. I think it's cool that now Nomads have access to it on some level because now they can do things they weren't able to do before. So that's fun. And I'm also kind of fine with, you know, especially Chain of Command being a rule that everyone has access to, but you, you know, it's on one profile. We're going to we're gonna see that very quickly in, in Combined Army as well, where it's like, hey, here's your one model with Chain of Command. And, and you kind of look at their list and you see that they're running that. And you're like, okay, you're probably not running any of these other profiles because they're not particularly good for, you know, for that unit. So you're running, you're running a hot, you know, a lieutenant that's going to push up the board. And you're going to have that chain of command being held back. So I'll go assassinate your chain of command and then assassinate, you know. It, I'm fine with that just because it, you know, it ge- it still gives you some, op- some options to play around. But it doesn't become that, like, you don't step on the toes of armies that have a lot of options for chain of command and a lot of options for lieutenant. And you really do have to, like, start playing those mind games of, like, which one of these three models or four models is it. You know, it's still it's still kind of obvious if you're going to be running that as a chain of command model. One of the things to consider, at least for Bakunin, the rounder is put into the the like the basic team, the moderator fire team. There's been some discussion on do you take a rounder or do you take a orphan? 
or I'm sorry, a Mar- it could for the Mars spider technically. Uh, anyway, let me re- let me rephrase that. Rounders are great. You're probably going to see them in Bakunim just because of the fact that you, they're pretty good shooters. Uh, the Rounders are they have access to a visor. Let me double check. Yeah, they have an MSV one, which again MSV and Nomads is kind of rare. I think some people were saying maybe the Orphan might be a little bit better in that regard. If you go with Sigmaton, there's been some argument on do you bring the Mars Spider Engineer or do you bring the Orphan? Because they both have an engineer profile. The Orphan is slightly more by one point, but you can also get access to a repeater in the process if you go for that one. Or you could go even cheaper and just have the regular Orphan run around with it. The Mars Spider, obviously, you gain access to a heavy flamethrower with plus one burst and a Panzerfaust. I can see arguments for both. I have it on some authority to say that Lobo, who was in the last episode, if everybody was saying it's probably one of the best episodes we've ever done. Um, Lobo has said he's decreed from uh, high up on his mountain that he believes the orphan is better. But obviously a lot of that comes down to play style. So I would try both. Take your rounders. Take your rounders. Throw them No, the not trash. the rounders. Lobo, Lobo has No, the rounders fine. It's the Mars spider. Take your Mars spider. Yeah, the next trash. to the rounder that you accidentally threw away because you didn't hear <laughs> me. Pick it, pick it back up. Dust, dust it off. <laughs> so there's definitely some discussion. Um, I think it's worth trying out both of them. I will try out both of them. I love my orphans, but I use them mostly for the MSV profile. So it, you know, it, that's just kind of the way I like to play. I've had, I really haven't had much luck with that Sigmaton, but the year of US Ariadna. All right, combined army. The Vector, the Void, the Base, and the Exo operative operators are now available in Vanilla and Onyx. How does it feel? Yeah, all the bugs have gone to both Vanilla and Onyx. I have always been a really big lover of the bugs. I love the, the models. But also, as a player of Onyx, a lot of combined is really down on the extra, just because, yeah, they don't provide anything that, like, vanilla couldn't already do i agree with that they provide a lot for onyx they provide that really nice cheap like 20 point attack piece that can push into the middle and do an attack at that at the mid-range because onyx really had that problem of your you you have some tags who could do it you know you had your or your zeo drones who could do it you you kind of had the umber but they really needed to get in the melee your unidrones could kind of but their ballistic skill was kind of trash so you you really lacked that like a fast attacking that could scalpel out that wasn't like 40 points like an umber so they are really going to provide a lot of really interesting tech pieces for just, I need someone to throw away and kill their 40-point model. The extra also come with a lot of good visors. You can get a pretty cheap multi-spectral visor, which you didn't, like, you know, you would be take Dolly or, you know, a, a Macrap tracker. So it added another multi-spectral visor, which is, I think, really, really big. The I think the base operators are probably the biggest, you know, I, I use them a lot in reinforcements just because of the fire teaming the fire teaming onyx isn't amazing you the fire the reinforcements fire team were really really strong the onyx re, uh, non-reinforcement fire team are fine with the extra so i think you're going to see a lot more just like a one or two of uh, a vector or a void you might run a extra as a or an exo specifically as a chain of command they also have like a fairly decent just special operist specialist operative a few different options there with like x visors and stuff if you really want to trick your opponent up to make them you know yeah, Norkius is still your like your hot lieutenant, and you know you didn't you didn't run him as a chain of command. I doubt you'll do that. You'll probably, if you're running an EXO, almost always run him as a chain of command. But they, they provide a lot of just nice mid tier options that Onyx was really really lacking. It doesn't look like the EXO is linkable in anything in Onyx. No, that was that was a um, that's like 
the fire teams are really what made me a little disappointed because I just like saw the fire teams and reinforcements and I was like, you could bring all five. Uh, you could really do a lot of like crazy stuff with them. And the extra fire teams are just duo and Harris's and they're fine. Again, I'm not, I'm not really against it. I think what they're providing is more of you're going to take one or two of these. You don't really care about their fire teaming purposes. They're, they're there to plug a gap that you were, that you were really suffering from that like 40 point Umbra we're trying to fill, but like, Damn, I've lost too many times. I've lost Norkius one too many times. If you just fail one bad dice roll, and you're like, "Well," but they were the one who had to push forward. Where now you can send a, a 19 point, you know, 19 20 point model to do that first round of clearing and start start forcing those trades uh, on on the, like the opponent side to start happening. I don't know, man. I look at this vector and I'm like, look at this sexy 26 point Spitfire MSV two with minimatism. That is rude. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, I, 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 I think the the vector and the void I think are going to have a lot of interesting options. I just haven't had a chance to really play around with them. I've just been always looking at the the cheaper profiles because that's really what I've been feeling like I've missed in Onyx. But I, I think Onyx was really a sectorial that felt like it was missing pieces to fully round yeah, itself sure. out. And this this is going to really help. And like I'm actually really hoping to hear back from the community on this episode because I think a lot of people who play those less explored sectorials are probably going to come in with a similar feeling of yeah that reinforcement profile really helped plug a hole that I was missing where you know the people who were really down and playing the vanilla factions were like it it didn't do anything for me. This isn't for you. This is this is for you know us special snowflakes who want to play our weird sectorials and you know lose games. You can duo the void operator in vanilla which i mean maybe i mean if you're playing vanilla if you're playing vanilla combined you know what you're playing you're not playing this this chump it would have to be so good like yeah vanilla vanilla and chesfosti are both just like they're so good they're so solved just solved is a strong word but they're you you really know what you're good they're so stacked with good profiles that like you basically know what you're taking and you're probably not going to find the 19 to 20 points to even fit any of these wrecks are in even if you had the option to take them in chess Fosti. couldn't get more so i think overall win for c army uh big seal of approval for me just for note if you are playing onyx you cannot bring a core of bugs it is only duo or harris which it's also strange that they don't are not pure with each other not a huge deal for three mans because it's only like some you know, it's not a very. You lose, I think, six cents. No, six cents is the unpure is four. four. Yeah, uh, you get the plus three to discover, which is like, oh no. Which, yeah, I. It's disappointing just because you had some really good options and reinforcements, but I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Okay, so oh twelve. Now it's my time to shine. So, Jack Boots Vindic. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Vindicoak. Vindicoak. Like I don't. Somebody tell me how to pronounce that because that is not how. Vindoc. V i d o c q. I wonder if you don't pronounce this like the c or the q when you are combining them silent. somehow. I don't know. I don't know how to speak. <laughs> this is like old English. All right. Well, <laughs> the vindic vindo vindoc, the ducky meant the meant, and then the nightshade. Uh, they got added into vanilla and starmada. I'd be curious to see if they're going to be in torchlight. Because with the new profiles coming, or with the new well, new profiles coming out, from what they said, the new action pack for them will be all new models, which is awesome, very exciting. It's going to be a very expensive Adepticon if I do decide to grab them. Uh, if my the person I put in charge of checking my bank account while out at the event does his job and doesn't let me out of his sight for more than like ten minutes, I won't buy it. 
but I'm going to be over at the booth because I'm going to be hopefully delivering the new Muscle Mommy shirt that is currently in production right now. I'm going to give one to Bo Stria if he's there. I'm going to give him the shirt for free. So hope if I'm over there and I'm not being watched, I'll probably buy it by accident. Anyway, so you know who you are. You know you're supposed to watch me. You, you know you can't let me out of your sight. So when I looked at all this, I did actually look pretty close at it. Um, I like... My initial impression of it is that I still don't really like jackboots for the price that you have to pay. TI's fun and everything, but it's on a again, it's on a chassis that you just don't want to pay the points for with TI. TI is a good rule that supplements an already fantastic profile, but I don't think on its own it makes it worth it. Cause again, the model only has one wound, there's no NWI. You just take all it takes is one bad roll and then you go down. And most of the time I just die to regular bullets anyway. It doesn't nothing to do with like an explosion, you know? So I think that the Jack Group profile is I would probably be super happy with it if it wasn't the fact that he was just one wound. Like the NCO one with a Spitfire, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but I don't want to pay it. Um the heavy rocket launcher one, I think, is probably the one that you'll see the most if you do bring a jack boot. But again, I could kind of see an argument for some of the other ones, but I think that you get access to cheaper options and you don't really, I just don't see the jackboot as like a frontline gunfighter. Like he doesn't do a, he doesn't do very well against men, but he also doesn't do good against, uh, you know, he himself, I'm sorry, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, he himself does not have a like Viz mod. So he's not also not like great at taking like dice fights. He's good at like killing cheap, models but you wouldn't want a 30 point model to do that so yeah my point the point like i was kind of saying when we did the reinforcement stuff i'm still not really sold on the jack boots some people were like oh yeah it's not that bad i'm like but it's not really that good you know and when you're really trying to slice your stuff up for you know when you're trying to really like cut it razor thin every point matters and i think the jack boot is got some fat on it that you just kind of are not going to use so for vanilla i think that you might use some of the profiles of the i believe it's the mint that has the chain of command. I'll double check it just to be safe. Uh, yeah, so the Mint has chain of command. Again, maybe useful, but Cho already exists. And Cho, I believe, might be cheaper. Uh, this is good radio. I'm going to double check it right now. Uh, Cho, uh, Cho is actually more expensive for the chain of command one. So Cho is 20 points, but you gain access to Hollow Mask. But if you just grab a Mint, then it's 15. Now, chain of command is base profile. So it's not like a hidden thing. If you see a mint on the board, you're like, okay, you have chain of command. So I guess that's the one advantage that you might have over show. Uh, I did look at the teams pretty closely just because, again, this was something that I was able to play. You know, quite a bit of I played a lot of 012. The security defensive fire team is such a solid, fantastic spread of co- like cost to effectiveness because of the fact that you have the access to the Raven Eye. I don't think that the mint or the Vindac is going to take any slots in that team because the team is already way too good. Cho has the hollow mask, but she also retains the security keyword to keep it pure. That I think right there means that the Mint and the Vindec are not going to get used all that often. The Vindec does have access to a pretty cool MSV one multi-sniper for multi-sniper rifle profile. Again, I like sniper rifles. If you wanted to use that in that defensive core, you could, you would lose the pure bonus, but then you would gain plus one BS I don't know. If you're not going to go full five man on that team, maybe I could see access to the Vindac being a like an okay option. But you know, you could also take the Doctor. I guess. Like what I'm trying to say is that I think all the profiles, with the exception of the Jackboot, have a lot of merit, and a lot of it's going to come down to personal play style. 
personally, I really dig the models, especially the mint with her little with her cute little hat, the little, little little pretty little lady with her little little hat. So I'm definitely going to use them. I love the riot software plus two bursts just for the memes. So yeah, it is what it is. Uh, the very last thing I'll talk about is the in this in this um for this faction is the nightshade. I absolutely adore the nightshade. It has camouflage, so it comes out as a camo marker. You got min six. He's a pretty good melee fighter, you know, as good as you can get. He's got super jump. He's so deliciously good. I think that you're definitely going to see some nightshades. He is not linkable in any way that I've been able to see. That's fine. This is a great lone gunman type piece. I say gunman, but he's got his guns are a little limited. The fact that he has access to drop bears opens up. Yeah, if you're, yeah, you your face right there. Uh, we all know, we all love it. The stupid heckler Tunguska, you know, you or I guess in Villa Nomads with hecklers, they can run up, drop a drop air. You're now in business for guided missile launchers because of the fact that O12 already has a very strong hacking game because you have very cheap 13.6 cents uh, hackers with the Kappas. And, you know, you have access to cyber ghosts. You have access to some pretty good, solid hackers all around. I think the side cop is also a hacker. You're definitely going to see nightshades. If you see a camo token, not in the midfield, because I don't think it is infiltration. He does not. So there's going to be a camo token somewhere in the enemy's deployment that's going to start running at you. The only thing I can say is don't put your important stuff up front. Make sure that you got a, a layer of defense before uh, the missiles start coming if the if the O12 player decides they want to bring missiles. Okay, I think that was pretty comprehensive. Uh, all right, so last one, Aleph. Uh, the rickshaw, that can't be how, that's, that cannot be how you pronounce that. It cannot be a rickshaw. Uh, do not watch American Rickshaw. It's a terrible movie. Uh, Dewan, Artalis, and Satra are now available in uh, uh, Vanilla Aleph and OSS. I desperately looked at them trying to figure out what any of these words that I just said meant. I know the Dewan is good. You can link the Dewan with the Kinis. I, I guess that's good. I think Dewans might be another one of those things where you might just run them along on their own. But with OSS, you're already having access. You, you have trouble with access to smoke. You're running a melee model. You don't have access to smoke. You bump into a lot of issues. Uh, it's Shona all over again. Shona, please call me. I'll give you a smoke grenade. <laughs> call me, girl. All right. You know anything? You know anything about Alif? No, I actually don't think I've played against Alif yet. <laughs> I think I've just like completely dodged Alif. I don't. I, I don't think I've had a single game against them. And I'm like, the first time I play it, I'm just going to get absolutely just dumpstered into the next universe. You've never played against Steel Phalanx? No. Really? Oh, you haven't had the privilege of that, huh? You haven't? Oh, man. Just wait until you bump into your Duros for the first time. You're going to be like, he has what? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not that big a deal. Oh, he has what? Like, yeah, no, it's not that big a deal. It's fine. He has what? Uh, yeah, okay, maybe it is pretty bad. <laughs> maybe he is a little undercosted for what he does. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into a Duros uh, enraged discussion um, this episode. Already, already get mad. Why is he so cheap? Why is your Duros so cheap? <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so there's a couple other changes. We'll run through it real quick uh, just for... Uh, do we want to just recap? So I want to re- uh, recap like the general changes for reinforcements, and do we think it's enough? Do we think people are going to actually start playing reinforcements, or are they just going to take these profiles and bring them into their normal games if, if they want to? I think that if you like the reinforcement play style you'll like it more now. I think that the list building constraints that I was not a big fan of before are probably a lot more lenient as of now. Saying that, I did spend my hard-earned money on a drop pod token. 
So I would like to at least use it once to make it feel like my money to Warsenal was uh, worth it. <laughs> so I would all, I would like to try it again just to see if it feels much different. I still see the issues with it, though. I, I really come from this of, you know, my, my original statement of this is they they you know picked the weaker of the two paths every chance they ch- every every question they were asked, and that continues with this rules update. They didn't they addressed the list building pain point or at least one of them, but they didn't look at some of the other things they could have done. You know, why are reinforcements limited to a hundred points and five models? Why, you know, why couldn't you build it as, you know, most of your list is in reinforcement that comes down turn two. Uh, you know, I only build a uh, 149 points in my main list and everything else comes in the reinforcements. They didn't answer a lot of the questions of the weird tempoing that can happen in the game, which I think is intentional by them. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, bash that one too hard, but they didn't, I don't think they addressed a lot of the core gameplay issues that I think caused the, the juice not to be worth the squeeze. However, they did address the initial sticker shock problem. I think that people were having with it, which was like, my God, I do not want to take this 24 point idiot that does nothing Besides, let me play the the with the rules that they gave me. So I think it will encourage more people to give it a try. But on the other side, I don't think they made reinforcements interesting enough to really justify. You still have to go through some weird list uh, building constraints and, and issues. And the gameplay loop can feel very, very... Like, I know they tried to pull away the Alpha Strike by doing it, but it also feels like you just moved the Alpha Strike to turn two, and in fact, it feels even worse. Because if you're the person going and you're like, oh, if I do something, I'm going to accidentally trigger their reinforcements, like, I either have to win huge or, like, keep us in pace. Because if I win just a little bit too much, I actually just gave my opponent the win because their reinforcements come down turn two. And I just get blown out of the water. You know, that's... And then it's the same if you go first or second. So I I hope more people do play it just because like it is, it is a different way to play. You know, we'll probably talk about Resilient Ops or you'll probably talk about Resilient Ops because you're doing an event for that uh, next weekend or, you know, the weekend after this episode comes out. But I I think they I wish they took a bigger swing when I when I saw it, when I woke up, you know, people were starting to chatter on the discord i was like oh they're gonna make some they're gonna take a really big swing at these reinforcement rules and they did the lightest of taps and i really just want once in this reinforcement for them to take a big swing um and you know give it a really interesting experience that you couldn't get anywhere else uh the reinforcement event is the the day after actually it'll be the monday after the event happens for the resilient ops for the record of that. Anyway, yeah, for the Resilience Ops. So we'll, it'll probably be one of the episodes after that where we actually talk about Resilience Ops. But I agree with you. I think, I mean, for the most part, I think the complaints, if you want to even call them that, concerns, I guess, are pretty much the same. Because like you were saying, they didn't really address the the like the, the loop of how a reinforcements game is actually played. They just kind of addressed the list building part of it, which is fine. Whatever. Um, I'd be willing to give it another shot, see if it feels different. I don't think it really will. Uh, I I think the game mode is fine. I just don't think it's exciting. Like, I think a lot of people wanted to play it when it first came out just because it was new, but there's really nothing pulling me in that direction unless somebody, unless the other person I was playing against was really like into it. And that's why I keep saying the juice is not worth the squeeze. Like, I don't think it's bad. I think if people were like, it's a really bad game, but I think they're like, I, I don't agree with them, but I'm not excited to jump through all the hoops. 
uh, to to do it. I'm not like you said. If someone really wants to play it or someone wants to do an event, cool. Sounds interesting. It is a different way to play, um, but it's it's just not different enough to make me kind of excited to um, to go through those hoops. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, all right, so let's run through the other changes. This will go kind of quick and fast. So, and you, uh, it looks like Pano didn't get any changes because that faction's perfect. Um, ever since they increased the points of the Bulleteer, everything in that faction has been A-OK. No, no more problems. Uh, Yu Jing, the Zensha, uh, his BTS went from 3 to 6. Cool. Uh, Tao Wu, I saw some gnashing of teeth on this one. So Tao Wu is the guy who does the like the hand, or he's like putting the glove on. He's supposed to be like the mastermind guy. <laughs> yeah, you can't see him. He's uh, he's John Cena. So <clears throat> they gave him BS attack plus one burst, counterintelligence, dodge plus three, specialist operative, and dogged. Uh, he's now dogged, which I think is interesting. Uh, in addition to his in his natural born warrior, he has hollow mass still, and he still has immunity to shock. And they also gave him stealth. Uh, so some people don't like the changes to him. I didn't ever really get a chance to play with him or against him in any meaningful way, other than the fact that I knew he had counterintelligence. So I'm not sure how different he's going to feel, but I'm sure Eugene players out there are going to have something to say about that. Uh, they changed his weapons to E Marut Marat, the flash pulse contender. Pulsar, Viral Pistol, and the CC weapon with pair up minus six. And the costs went from 26 to 25 to 21 to 24. So they kind of balance out the points a little bit. As soon as I see Contender, I'm like, okay, this model was never meant to shoot a gun. Uh, the Contender is... And, I mean, you get the plus one burst. It's very similar to like Fiddler in that regard, where you give her the kind of dog poop gun and kind of make it a little better with the plus one burst. Eh, whatever. Uh, again, I think you Jing players would know more about this, but we're both kind of clueless on that one. So, uh, come to your own conclusions on that one. Uh, the reinforcement Solza was changed from a light infantry to a specialist troop, or I'm sorry, a skirmisher. Light infantry to skirmisher. Reinforcements Haite. The heavy rocket launcher option went from 35 to 37. That's probably because of the guided, <laughs> the guided thing we were talking about earlier. Uh, yeah. So don't don't be surprised on that one. Uh, so Ariana, honestly, this is I'm smooth-brained as you know as as all when it comes to this. What is that? Like, they actually changing going from light infantry to to like a skirmishing? Like, what what does that actually change in the grand scheme of things? Because I don't think that changes like any kind of hacking or anything like that. Nope, sure doesn't. Big so. <laughs> yeah, this is thumbs up. I don't, hey! I, didn't do that. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> <laughs> wow the uh, the program's listening to us. Alif is listening to us. Uh, yeah, I don't know really what it changes. The only thing that it might change is some of the cards in the deck, but I don't know if any of them really go off of skirmisher. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen our, our light infantry. Usually it's, you know, your heaviers or your, you know, your veterans, yep. you're more like highly specialized. So some, someone explained that to my smooth brain. Cause I, I saw that change. and was like, okay, it, yeah. sh- sure. Love it. If somebody has one very particular instance where that matters, please send me a message on Discord at Dr. D. Uh, I must I must know. All right, Ariadna. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce another one because I'm dumb. So it's the, I think it's pronounced Lou Garou because it's French. I think it's if Lou it's Garou. French, yeah, you, I don't think you would say the P. It's either Lou Garou or the Lupe Garous. Lupe Garous. Uh, the, new, <laughs> the new viral marksman rifle option went uh, for 0.5 SWIC. Which who doesn't love a viral marksman rifle? Mm. 
That's some good stuff. Apaches, 16-point option with the rifle and chain colt became FTO. Uh, two of the other options also gained FTO. And the option with BS attack plus one burst, uh, burst and berserk and light shotgun disappeared. So they got ri- they kept the one with the chain rifle. They got rid of the one with the light shotgun because nobody's going to bring that because that's stupid. Uh, again, I don't know why there's FTO. They're ha- they have to be linkable. I just don't know where. I must be very stupid. I thought they were linkable in, fr- in France. I don't know where it is. I'm sorry. I failed you, uh, listener. Uh, the reinforcements Apache, uh, three of them also gained the FTO option. I don't know why. All right. This is probably the biggest thing, uh, especially for... This is a, actually kind of a weirdly good buff to French, which is the Moblots. So it, AVA in generic becomes two. I don't know what generic means. I believe that is supposed to mean vanilla is what I was trying to figure out. I couldn't tell you, but... Yeah, in, in generic, it only becomes two. Uh, the lieutenant with HMG option disappeared. Uh, the HMG option now has minus three MIM and also tactical sense. I don't know what tactical sense is. I'm assuming they mean tactical awareness. I did look, I did look it up. It is tactical awareness. Uh, and it goes from 28 to 33 points. That is a baller, baller option. That is fantastic. That's a big plus to France. I know that they don't really... I don't think they had access to tackware at all before this if they did i don't know what it was but they still don't have access to nco according to our local french player which is awesome granted with the new mission rules right now having tack aware isn't always the best that's true but yeah, take it, take it you're, you're not really gonna be sad about it in the future no not at all uh they have a new option with a spitfire ap plus one damage uh that's just like an area on a staple at this point so they gave their big nasty gunfighter man they gave him a big gun just kind of a thing in Ariadna. The option with the boarding shotgun gains EM mines and increases its cost by plus one point. EM mines in Ariadna, awesome. Sick. Baller. Yeah, EM mines are fantastic. Don't let anybody tell you, unless you're playing against other Ariadna and then you bump into the stupid dogs and just walk through it, even though it wouldn't. I guess it would still isolate them, but they just just ignore it. They don't care. Uh, the engineer option gains mimic uh, mimetism minus three, and the paramedic option has tactical sense. So if you look at the new profile, there's a bunch of that stuff in like the the uh, the parent not the parentheses but the yeah the parentheses like it got all jumbled up. I looked at it earlier today. It's wild. The mob got a way better, and for essentially not a lot of point changes, I think 33 points is perfectly okay for a mob lot with minus three mim and tactical sense, whatever that is. So hey, good on you. It made Ariadna. It's a great option in Ariadna. Although I think you probably still take the veteran Kazakh if you're going for that kind of profile. But the Moblot's good. Now it's even better. Uh, Hawk Islam. The Margarita Guard get, uh, lost courage. It's funny that it had it because it's like a giant tag. Uh, it has religious, though. So it was one of those weird interactions where courage and religious don't really like work together, so they just got rid of it. Uh, the reinforcement Corsan gained two new options for it to be FTO, and the option with the light shotgun plus one damage also became the FTO. And the Assassin Lassique, uh, they corrected the incorrect... Marksman rifle with the viral trait, and they just gave him a viral marksman rifle. That that must be just a for like it's your a, database and all. Yeah, you know. Oh, uh, it's it's different. It's a marksman with a yeah, viral it's trait. And it's like, no, it's the same. It's the same thing. Still, you still shoot dogs with it, and you're like, haha, The one thing you can suffer, you big stupid idiot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's where the jack boot is out. It's, oh my god, he's immune to viral. Oh my good Aleph. The Arjuna gains three FTO options for op for OSS. 
Cool. And the reinforcement the wand also gains FTO options. Cool. Um, the anthematic. Okay, this is kind of a big one. In C Army, the anthematic lost its nanopulsar and it gained a pulsar, and it raised the it raised the cost by plus one point, which completely throws off the magic C Army math. Uh, because people bring the same C army lists over and over and over and over and over and over because that stupid faction's too good. So the anthematic kind of threw off the C army math a little bit. So and it also lost an antipulsar. Pulsar. I would rather have an antipulsar than a pulsar. That's for sure. Yeah. It. I don't know. I. It is what it it, is. It, that feels like such a weird change in the like out of all the things to change in combined army, they're like that, and it's. Well, the anthematic's nasty, man. The thing is gross. Yeah, but there's a laundry list of things I think you you probably want to touch in combined army before you you know. Well, every single time yeah, they... I'm not asking for I'm not asking for nerfs in my army, but at the same time, there are probably some things that could have gotten looked at. But again, this seems like a very light balance pass. You give yeah, me a look. it's it's you give me a look like you want to say something. No, I'm looking up in an army because I'm trying to specifically remember if like all the traits that the Polzar has. Again, I think I still would just have the. I would have rather kept my points and kept the nanopulsor myself. Uh, and then in mercenaries, uh, the rem racer, the old option that gave you plus one armor, plus three fizz and plus nine CC became CC 23 or 22 fizz 13 and plus one armor. I guarantee you that this is a thing because of the fact that the Dewan is a remote and you don't want a CC 31 <laughs> uh, tactical remote running up the board. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's fair. I, I like, I, I really appreciate that change. Uh, cause I don't think you were ever taking that profile otherwise for your flashbowl spot to give it, <laughs> give it plus nine CC. I know there's somebody that did it because it's hilarious because you walk up and most of them have a pair of CC weapon. So I think they would have been rolling around at like mid twenties, uh, minus three or minus six pair <laughs> weapon you just like stab them with electric taser it's pretty funny um so yeah there you go uh those are all the changes uh and then torchlight brigade is coming out so obviously some things will change when that comes out but uh that hasn't happened yet so don't worry about it yeah that's fun it's a lot of changes very very different uh anything kind of poke its head up at you Nothing too unsurprising in the in like the absolute grand scheme of things. Um, as they even put in their commentary, they are you know trying to avoid this bloat that's kind of that's kind of happening, uh, especially in vanilla, where just it, there's so many profiles that it, especially like you know I've been playing for about a year or so. I look like I've like vanilla combined, and I'm like, God damn, there's so many profiles. Like whenever I tell I have a new person, it's like start with a sectorial because if you look at a vanilla, you are your head's going to explode. So I, I I like that they're trying to be conscious with that, and they're also trying to not just have that trickle down into every sectorial. So they're being a little bit selective with the reinforcements. Everyone kind of I you know I think everyone saw this coming that you'd bring those models into sectorials just so people will go buy the boxes and be excited about buying the boxes. Overall, I'm pretty happy. I definitely acknowledge I'm still kind of in the GW mindset of when they when they usually come out with their their every half year uh, or quarter or so data slate, they really come out swinging and they make some pretty big sweeping changes on their balance. And so seeing this, it's like, wow, there's a lot of changes, but everything was, you know, pretty, pretty contained in its in its overall changes. Again, you're seeing, I think probably one of the biggest changes we see are, you know, 
a couple points up and you get a slightly different you get a mim three so I'm, I'm excited to see how people take all these profiles and take all these things and can you roll with it and i think corvus belly's being kind of smart to not they're doing that rolling update you know you're gonna see uh the new otol tutorial coming out soon that's gonna change a lot of things so instead of the gw every court like and we ignore you for a quarter then we drop a huge block of changes and then and then you know wave and 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 you know, show back up next quarter. Of course, Billy's keeping that communication and doing that rolling update. Uh, so you're not getting that huge shock into the into the meta, into the system. I agree. I think the mob lot probably was the biggest change other than just new profiles hitting the game. I think that I completely agree with the fact that the changes they are making are very, very small, but significant in their own ways. It's like Devin says in Metachem is like, if they're going to make changes, you might as well make like periodic small ones as opposed to just coming in with like a chainsaw and just slicing everything apart and not really thinking about the long game as you tend to see in a lot of GW games. So I agree with you completely. I think it's cool. Uh, playing O12, I was super happy where I was like, oh, cool. All the stuff that's in that box, I can literally just use. Uh, I definitely am going to use some of them. And I think all the new profiles are cool, but O12 is in a unique position where it doesn't have that kind of bloat that a lot of the other factions have because they're so such a smaller faction. Um, in, uh, we're not going to go too deep into it, but in my own opinion, I do think that what you were touching at there is true. I really appreciate it when CB locks profiles behind sectorials. It may not be good financially speaking for them to like neuter vanilla factions, like for C army, like what if you held back more models for each like vanilla faction, like, I know Shezvasti have, like, one unit that isn't in vanilla. Uh, I think it's, like, the Gui, Gui Lang or whatever his name is. I don't know. I, I don't remember his name exactly, but it, he's he's actually not that bad, but you start, you don't even usually bring him in Shizvasti because he's too expensive. And Shizvasti's a weird sectorial. But all I got to say is I am excited that CB might even cut back on it more and really just, like, adjust where certain models can be found. I think it helps with the flavor of the game. I think vanilla feels very washed down flavor like i'm trying to go to flavor town but they gave me diet flavor town to i think one of the statements you said earlier is that homogenization the more profiles you add eventually every army can kind of do everything at very slightly different rates but the game feel at that point the game feels very similar and that is when people get bored because it's like, oh, this is your version of X. It's two points more expensive or five points, whatever. And vanilla has that problem a little bit, especially on those larger, like vanilla combined army can basically do everything. Um, and it's just where you choose to invest your points. Um, you know, vanilla nomads and all these vanillas that like the, the more that the larger sector, uh, larger factions can basically do everything. It just sets slightly different points. So I would like to see, you taking some of those vanilla profiles or doing what they did with uh, bit and kiss where you can bring her in vanilla, but she's worse in vanilla. Like the onyx one is cheaper and still has the two burst or it's one point more expensive, but you get the two burst, which is yeah, I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay the point for the, to launch three repeaters. Yeah, that that's worth it. Um, and I think like that kind of style, I think would be really cool, but damn, that's a big balance pass. Like that, that's one where if you take any misses, um, you're going to really potentially just like wreck the entire balance of the game. And looking at an update like this, I don't want to say I don't want to say never, but I don't see CB doing 
that level of restructuring. I don't think that's what they really want for, <laughs> for their sure. game and what they want for their balance um, until they like launch a new edition, which I I don't think they're doing anytime soon. I don't I haven't heard anything about that. And like I don't think they're well. This is like third or fourth. This is fourth. This is N right. This is this is N four. Um, my my brain. I, I'm tired. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I mean N four has only been out for four years now i don't even think i don't know if it's been long it's uh it came out during COVID. i thought it came out right around during, i think i'm pretty sure it was during okay COVID. I, yeah so like it's it's definitely got a long tail and i don't i don't think they're going to change how you do your vanilla factions until until n5 um i, I just don't think it's like the, that juice is not worth the squeeze prove me wrong cb but i'll go i'll go ask cb themselves i'll walk up to their hq knock on the door anyway give give them the shirt you know that's like yeah. That's the hand him a shirt first. If, if it changes, you know it's a you know it's the muscle mommy. Uh, I was like, oh well, muscle mommy. I I got to make the big changes. You better back up. You better <laughs> back up. I got the muscle mommies on my side. All right, Brady. I think that's it. I think we talked about it. So uh, again, I'm pretty positive about it. I think I really appreciate most of the changes. I'd be I'd be willing to try reinforcements again, but we'll see. Uh, so, guys, if you're listening to this. Give us a five-star review. You want to listen to us talk about this stupid stuff uh, and get enough clout where we could pull in people like Lobo and we could talk about stuff that's actually ridiculously interesting and entertaining? Give us a five-star review so new people can find us. And then maybe you, when you win Interplanetario, but not this year because it got canceled, maybe you could be on Arachne and you could inspire all the little the little doofuses that listen to this show. Um, it's just a, it's just the stuff. Yeah, the little arachnids. Oh, no, they're not doofuses. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're just little arachnids. Little, ba- little baby spiders. What the doofus is silent. It's, a, you know, arachnids. <laughs> doofus, you know, in like, in like tiny print. It has a C and a Q next to it, so it, the, it makes, the, <laughs> makes the Q silent. All right, so guys, yeah, please give us a five-star review if you can. It really does help us out. And hey, we want to keep making episodes. Where can they find you? They can find me. Dr. D on Discord at dr.d. That's doctor with the D. Or you can email me at furypainting at gmail.com. Where can they find you? And you can find me, Brady T, on Discord at Brady T. And we like to thank all the people that keep this podcast running in the background. Kara for doing all the editing and Tim for running the network. And we can't do it without you guys. We absolutely love you. Uh, Tim with his beautiful, beautiful little face. Uh, what a guy. What a guy that, Tim. So thanks for listening, Nomads. Make sure you keep it popping out there and don't let Aleph get you. It's never too late to embrace the involved intelligence. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. 
on Tuesdays, the podcast version of Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.